conversations with their comrades or one of the horses in the paddock, seeking to mask their curiosity. The truth was in the anxiety of those who watched him closely as he approached, hoping to see in his expression some sign of a good outcome. Ever well versed in dissimulation, their captain kept on his face a bland countenance that was impossible to read. Gather you all! The men shuffled forward, keen to be to the fore. As he looked around the faces, Hawkwood could not help but recall those that were missing, the men who had died on the march, as well as those who had fallen in battle. Few, it had to be said. They had perished in astounding occasions that would be commemorated in songs and ballads, or the chronicles written by scribes both noble and monkish. But it would not be the names of the commonality who would be praised. Kings won renown off the backs of their subjects. De Vere will not dent his purse, and has no use for our service. He means to leave us to make our own way in the world, even to the manner in which we get home. The statement induced many an angry growl from those assembled. Hawkwood let it run its course before pronouncing on the alternative which was not really necessary. The men he was addressing knew as well as he what it would be. The possessions of the French are vast. Most of their manners lie untouched. Our sovereign and his son have taught us it is possible to live well off the land, and that is what those of us who do not wish for England must do. For those of you determined to return to your hearths, we will bid a fond farewell and pray to God for your safe passage. To hell with arths! Let us form a free company as others have done. This admonition came from Allard the Radish, one of Hawkwood's corporals, so named for his rubicund skin, added to a propensity to blush at the mere proximity of a woman or any carnal thought. This would produce flaring red cheeks, set off and made more striking by a thick mop of flaxen hair and an impish grin. Freebooters we will be, called another, Badger Broxton, he of the white streak on one flank of his jet-black hair. If our own will not see to our prosperity, then the land hereabouts must, and who's to say we will not be ourselves lords one day? Temper your ambitions, Broxton, Hawkwood sighed. Settle for food and wine. If it's to be done, then we must be properly conjoined with a scribe-written contract by which each who volunteers must put their mark. The same fellow must be taken on for a fee to keep a tally of that which we acquire and ensure fair distribution of our spoils. First we must elect a captain, Allard insisted. Then we must have a vote. Who wishes to put their name forward? Hawkwood was offered no rivals and nor did he expect any. He had led this company of archers for years now. It would have been strange indeed if others had put themselves up to be leader. The acclamation that he should command them was heartening. Only the badger asking, No one's asked if you intend to take that path, John. And it's rumoured King Edward is set to forbid it and insist all his fighting men return home. Home to what, Broxton? I have no wife and no property with little hope of gaining either in a country flooded with the returned of our ilk. No, 
Whatever our sovereign says, I will stay in France and seek what the good Lord sees fit to provide. Haven't that wife you anger after? Ivor the axe called, his glee obvious. Any woman'll do, Ivor, for me, and I think for us all. As a statement, it was simple, yet John Hawkwood knew the position he was being invited to occupy carried with it responsibilities. They would not be part of a paid host as they had up until now, nor under the command of leaders who had steered them to great victories. There'd be no marshals scouring the land to find the food to feed them, nor constables to plan their movements and form them up for battle. They must look to their own needs. What he'd said about written commitments was not an idle point. It was vital that all committed to the cause by contract. There'd be a need to engage someone capable of acting as their factotum. A monk would be best if he could...